0: Hey, what's up everybody? It's Randy Couture. If you're out there looking for a great sports podcast, go check out Big Mouth Small Words. What up guys, It's is Austin and I just want to give a shout out to the Big Mouth Small Words podcast in Boston. Thank you guys for your dedication and support. real pets. Hey, it's Big Jim from 98.5 The Sports Hub, and I love listening to Big Mouth Small Words. Check them out at Big Mouth Small Words Podcast. Big Mouth Small Words Sports Talk. We back, baby. Another episode. Let's go. Welcome, everybody. What's going on? Episode number 139 is here. I hope that everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope that you and your families are safe, you're healthy, and you're ready to listen to this podcast. So to start this, I'm going to explain the Thanksgiving special is upon us. All you have to do to enter this competition to win $50 potentially is follow at Big Mouth Small Words podcast on Instagram. At that point, you just got to DM me your week 12 NFL picks and type the code word, which is bungles. I repeat, the code word to enter into this competition is bungles so enter before 1 p.m tomorrow you get a chance to win some of my money 50 bucks maybe i'll up it to 100 i don't know we'll see how many people jump into this competition so there's that speaking of bungles i gotta speak on this before i get to my nfl picks because i need to get this off of my chest um all of you bear with me because there's a good chance i lose my mind a couple of times But what happened to Joe Burrow last weekend, oh my God, if you listen to this podcast at all, you know that I'm a diehard Bengals fan. I have never seen them win a playoff game in my entire life, but I watch every game. I root for them no matter what. But watching Joe Burrow get hurt last week, it hurt me in a way that's even like hard to understand or hard to explain right now. I remember Carson Palmer getting injured in the playoffs, and that really crushed me because I knew that whoever won that game was winning the Super Bowl. I saw Vontez Perfect hitting Antonio Brown and us losing to the Steelers. Jeremy Hill's fumble in the 2015 playoff game. Like that, all that hurt. But this, this was the worst. I sat there after the game Not talking, didn't want to see anybody, didn't want to do anything. I felt like I just broke up with, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I felt like I was going through a breakup. And, man, I just needed to hear what Zach Taylor was going to say in his post-game press conference, because I'm like, man, we're definitely going to see a side of Zach that we've never seen. And he goes up there, and, you know, Joe Burrows destroyed his leg, and he's done. And he says... You know, that's the way it goes. That's the way it goes, Zach. <laughs> oh, all right. I'm sorry. I'm going to get pissed. So that's the way it goes. No, you see, the way it goes is when you have a few bad interceptions. The way that it goes is your fat kicker misses an easy field goal and you lose like you always do because you're the Bungles. The way that it goes is when your head coach says that everything is going to get better, but then nothing changes. That is the way it goes. You want to know what's not the way it goes? When your rookie quarterback has zero protection all goddamn year, week after week, you put Burrow in harm's way, and you could have literally done anything else, and this would not have happened the way that it happened. You idiots! You could have run the ball 30 plus times. You could have used play action. You could have run screens. You could have put in two tight end sets to help with protection. But instead, you had Joe Burrow drop back 50 times a freaking game and you took a chance. But, Zach, I needed you for once to show some goddamn accountability. I needed you to call it like it was because at the end of the day, Zach, what happened is you got greedy. You got greedy. And the seat started to heat up. You don't have many wins. You have plenty of losses. You wanted to win some games now because the seat got hot. And you preached of a new day all while falling into the same trap that made the Bengals a joke for my entire life. You risked our future for your present. And for that, I want to slap you in the damn teeth, man. I want to slap you in the teeth. How'd you not see it coming? Burrow was on pace to throw the most passes of any quarterback in league history. The only other guy that had thrown it as much as him was Andrew Luck. What happened to him, you morons? What happened to him? Every week, he got hit, and you changed nothing. You're either stubborn or you're a stupid idiot. But either way, you just made the list. You just made the list! And I hate you. Another year, I got to sit here and watch complete trash from this Bengals team, and there was no reason to do this. And, I'll, and another thing, another thing, the referees that were on Burrow's game, you continually watched that kid get smoked. And in the Eagles game, when he took the most massive hit I've ever seen, he looked back for a flag, and he said, when I'm the GOAT, I'm going to get that call. Well, guess what? The week before the week before this game that he just had, he was against the Steelers, and you let a guy throw him into the benches. You've been letting people take liberties on Joe Burrow instead of protecting your number one pick. If that's Mahomes, he gets the call. If it's Tom Brady, he gets the call. If it's Aaron Rodgers, he gets the call. Wake up, referees. Why don't you protect your freaking future? Because Joe Burrow is not a Lamar Jackson. He's not a Russell Wilson. He's not running and sliding and doing all that garbage. He's standing in the pocket and he's throwing dimes. And you guys are just as much to blame for people taking liberties on him because if they were thinking, oh, if I touch him, I'm going to get a flag, which by the way, on this hit where he tore his MCL and his ACL and everything, where he got hit on the right and the left side, low and high, not even a goddamn flag. This dude's career could end, and you didn't even put a freaking flag on that play. So the NFL's referees can suck the fattest one as well. And that's my rant. <laughs> so once again, code word, bungles. And uh, sorry, had to get that off my chest. They pissed me off. I knew this was coming. I didn't think it would be as bad as it, as it was, the injury to borrow. But um, it's okay. We're going to get a top three pick. Going to get our boy. Offensive tackle, everything's going to be fine. I've said that so many times, (laughs) but I have to so that I don't cry. So there you go. I'm going to get to my NFL picks. Let's get into it. You got the Ravens versus the Steelers. This game was supposed to be the night game for Thanksgiving, and I really wish it happened because that Cowboys-Washington game was awful. Uh, Shout out to Andy Dalton for being the worst primetime quarterback probably in the history of the league. You are the worst. And the Ravens, here's the thing. I kept picking them thinking, well, they got to wake up. But they've lost three out of their last four. And they've been limited to 24 points or less in their last four. So Lamar Jackson's got COVID. A bunch of their players are dealing with that. So there's no way... That the Steelers are gonna lose this game, they're just not. They they could win this whenever they want by however much they want. So, this is a lock of the week. Steelers are gonna take out the Ravens for sure. Lock of the week. Mm. Case so that's starting off strong with a lock of the week there. The Raiders versus the Falcons. Now, the Falcons are very bad at home, and the Raiders are very good on the road (laughs) and that's not good for the Falcons because Todd Gurley is already out Julio Jones is banged up I I would like to think they're going to sit out Julio for this game so you know it's it's rough I look at the Falcons I want to root for them but there's I just don't see a way they're going to beat the Raiders right now so I think the Raiders take this game fairly easily the Falcons probably going to put up a fight early but then they're going to get blown out at the end so there's that Then you got the uh, L.A. Chargers versus the Buffalo Bills. Now, I know it's easy to look at this game and to convince yourself the Chargers are a scrappy team. And they could pull the upset here because that's what I thought when I first looked at this. But that's not going to happen. Trust in your boy. Trust in me. Because the Chargers have not won a road game all year. And the Buffalo Bills are coming off of a bye week where they had to watch That Hopkins catch, over and over and over. That Hail Mary, the Buffalo Bills should have won that game, and they went down to the Hail Murray, and they're going to come out on fire against the Chargers. They're going to dominate this game because they are pissed, and they should be because the Cardinals made them look terrible. Moving on. We've got the New York Giants versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Unfortunately, in the beginning of the year, I made a side bet with a friend where if the Bengals lost, I would have to wear this horrific wig that has been sitting in their attic, and it's probably got a bunch of bugs on it, and it's probably was the start of COVID. (laughs) I don't want to wear this stupid thing, but uh, it's not looking good. Although, if the Bengals find a way to get a miraculous win at home, I get to draw a mustache on their face, which would be wonderful. So everyone root for the Bengals. The Giants, that all being said, the Giants should, should take this easily because Joe Barrow was not playing. The only thing is the Giants never do anything easy, though. I kind of look at this game, and I'm like, I know it sounds stupid, but the Bengals are playing in their color rush jerseys, and when they do that, They normally win. I mean, a few weeks ago, we beat the Titans. No one thought we could win that game. And uh, I might have to click this button of upset, except I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to reluctantly take the Giants. But I have a feeling, knowing these two teams, that somehow this game is going to be close. I'm still going to take the Giants, though. So I, I think I'm wearing a wig. But we'll see what happens. We move on. The Tennessee Titans versus the Indianapolis Colts. Now, this right here, the Colts beat them the first time around in Tennessee just like I knew they would, but this right here, oh, this is a trap game, 100%. I know these guys are equal in records, but everybody's all about the Colts, which they should be. The Colts are hitting their stride. They're looking great, and the Colts, by the way, should win this game, but the hungry dog runs faster, man. I'm going to take the Titans. I'm going to take the Titans because they're looking for revenge. They're going to start off playing very fast. I don't think the Colts are going to be able to keep up. It's just one of those things where the Colts shouldn't have even beat the Packers last week. They got very lucky. And I think the Titans are going to come out, and they're going to get that win. So going Titans. We move on. We go to the Carolina Panthers versus the Minnesota Vikings. Now, if Bridgewater plays it could be a revenge game for him which could possibly lean me towards taking the Panthers here but as of now Walker's gonna get the start because of that I look at it and I'm like I don't know man I mean the Panthers are not great at stopping the run Dalvin Cook should be able to run the ball all over the Panthers set up play action for Cousins Vikings should be able to take this I mean their offense is really hitting its stride Cousins looks a lot better. Justin Jefferson is a phenomenal rookie wide receiver. And uh, Adam Thielen just knows how to make the most ridiculous catches, especially when he's playing against me in fantasy. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Vikings there. They're going to get a win. We move on to the Dolphins versus the New York Jets. Now, Tua was horrible last week. And he's coming off of his first loss. He's coming off of his first benching. Good news for them is that the Jets stink. They're terrible. Everyone in the world knows that the Dolphins are going to beat the brakes off the Jets. The Jets need to lose so bad. They need to lose. And by the way, really quickly, I'm kind of intrigued. Let me get this out of the way. It's It's my second lock of the week, so I'm just going to hit this. Lock of the week. Mm. Case closed. Now that is a case closed, but this is not... I think of Sam Darnold, right? So they're taking Trevor Lawrence if he's there. They have to. Uh, he could be potentially a generational talent. But if you have Sam Darnold there, what do you do? Do you trade him? You possibly get something for him? Are you done with him? It's very interesting when you think about it with the Jets, like what they're going to do, because there are, there are teams out there that I promise you would go for Darnold. Uh, the Bengals being one of them. Maybe if you want to protect Burrow, you get Donald as a rental. The Patriots for sure would love to get a Sam Darnold. There's a lot of teams, man, that that would not mind, uh, and probably believe that Sam Darnold in their system would be a a top quarterback. So it's going to be interesting. The Jets like to find ways to screw everything up, so they'll probably do that. But uh, either way, I'm intrigued to see what happens there. So. We'll uh, keep a close eye on the Sam Darnold situation. It should be uh, fun heading into the draft, figuring out what happens there. But for right now, we get back to the picks. You get the Arizona Cardinals versus the New England Patriots. And I'm telling you, I wanted to believe in the Pats so bad. I wanted to believe in the path. And then they come out and they just stink against the freaking Texans. It was so bad. It made me so angry. How do you do that? The Texans had legitimately only beaten the Jaguars. They were so bad. And then you go out there and you get smoked by them. Now, don't get me wrong. The the Texans followed that up by destroying the Lions. So they're now on a winning streak and they're getting it going. But you were the start of that. And I mean, this game looks like an easy win for the Cardinals, which really makes me want to pick the Patriots. It really does. I know Bill Belichick should have a good game plan against Murray. I think Gilmore is coming back, which would be huge to try to neutralize Hopkins. But at the end of the day, I just I just don't think the talent is there for the Patriots. I can't pick them. I, I'm going to pick the Cardinals. I want to hit the upset button bad, but I just can't. I, I think... A lot of plays are going to break down, and I think the Patriots are going to have opportunities to make plays, but Kyler Murray is going to run around like the little child that he is. He's going to run around like he's holding two grocery bags (laughs) with his arms flailing, and he's going to run into the end zone. He's probably going to run in like three touchdowns, so I think that's why. The Cardinals are going to win that game. We move on. We get the Cleveland Browns versus the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I'm going to tell you something right now. There is no way... The Jaguars can stop the Browns running game. None. Zero. Zilch. The Browns are 4-0 when Chubb rushes for over 100 yards. That is 100% going to happen. The Browns are going to take this, and they're going to be in line, man, to to get that wild card spot. They're they're getting it going. I think the Browns are going to make playoffs. So they get that win. We move on to the New Orleans Saints against the Denver Broncos. Now, the Broncos have won their last two home games. And they are starting to put it together. The problem is they need an effective running game in order to win. Like Melvin Gordon went off last week when him and Lindsay, and it's unfortunate for them because lindsay has been getting hurt and they haven't been able to do that one-two punch that they were looking for. They wanted Lindsay to be the third down guy and Melvin Gordon to be doing it. Or maybe it was the other way around. But they, they wanted Lindsay and Gordon to be this like two-headed monster, and it has not worked out this year for them, which is too bad. Uh, what also is not going to work out for them is the fact that the Saints have the number one rush defense in the NFL. I did not know that. I looked it up, and I was shocked. The Saints have the number one rush defense. Uh, that gives them the advantage big time. If they make Drew Locke throw, that's not working. There's no way that the Broncos are going to take that. So... I think that gives them enough of an advantage. I think that the Saints ultimately get the win because of it. So go Saints there. The San Francisco 49ers then take on the LA Rams. The 49ers, just too many injuries. They, they're they not going to be able to keep up. I like the Rams' defense. They're going to force Mullins into bad decisions. I mean, if they can force Brady into bad decisions, they're going to screw with Mullen. So I like the Rams' offense. I, just, I like the Rams overall better than the 49ers. So even if even if the 49ers were healthy by the way I still like the Rams. So because they're not all the injuries, I think the Rams get this easily. Kind of want to hit the lock button, but I'm not going to not going to do 3, I'll stick with 2. But uh the Rams, man, I'm going to take that. We move on. The Kansas City Chiefs versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now this one Is very tough. I really want to say the hungry dog runs faster. I want to take the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers need this win far more than the Chiefs, and when Brady loses the way he does last week, he usually comes out and he usually crushes it. I look at the Buccaneers' defense. I think it's way better than the Chiefs. They're at home. There's a million reasons for me to take the Buccaneers right now but I'm not sure if I can trust Tom Brady anymore. And it is so weird to say it out loud, like to say it at all that I don't trust Tom Brady is like insane, but it is 2020 and this is a reality now. Everything is topsy-turvy and nothing makes sense. So with all of that being said, I'm gonna take the Chiefs. I I think it's going to be close, but then again, when the Bucs play good teams, they get slapped in the teeth. So maybe it's blowout city. I think I want to believe it's going to be close. I'm going to go with the Chiefs, but man, that one, ooh that says something that I can't take the Bucs there. It also says something that I've yet to pick an upset. I don't think I'm going to. I don't even think I have an upset pick of the week now that I'm now that I'm going through this. We'll get back to that. Um, the Chicago Bears at the Green Bay Packers. It's a division game. You know it's going to be close. The only... And this is another one where I'd like to take the Bears here, but the Packers blew that game last week. I mean, my God, the Colts practically gift-wrapped it and put it on a platter for them, and they just couldn't do anything. I mean... The Packers should have won that game. So I think at home, I can't imagine that that they lose to the Bears. I just honestly cannot imagine it. So I'm going to take the Packers. I think the back the Packers are going to take that. So there you go. We go to the last game of the week. It is the Seattle Seahawks versus the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles need this win to stay atop the trash heap of the NFC East. I mean, the fact that you can have three wins and be in line to possibly take a division is a problem, but there is also another problem, which is the Eagles' defense. How are they going to stop Seattle's weapons? I mean, how are they going to stop Metcalf? How are they going to stop Lockett? How are they going to stop the running game? How are they going to keep Russell Wilson contained? The answer is they're not going to do any of those things. <laughs> I'm sorry, and then you have to hope that Carson Wentz is going to um, what win a shootout. That dude has the most picks in the league. I know the Seattle's defense is like the worst, but Carson might be somehow worse than them. Man, he is—he is horrible. So I'm going to take the Seahawks. Kind of boring, I know. I'm sorry. But I'm going to do that. I'm also now looking at all of the uh, stat lines. The Tennessee Titans are actually underdogs to the Colts because the Colts are at home. So that will be my upset pick of the week. It is now time for my upset Derrick okay. Henry's gonna go and run down far. going Gonna win that game. We're gonna win some money. So yeah, um, the Titans are gonna beat the Colts. Probably. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> so uh make sure that you jump in on the uh Thanksgiving Day special. Make sure you go to bigmouthsmallwords.com as well because I've been doing my over under picks and last week I was 11 in two and 2 in over unders. Not meaning to brag, but I just did. And on top of that, on top of that, in Thanksgiving, I went 2 and 0 oh in over unders already. So I'm on fire right now. 13 and 2. Jumping on. So jump on. Listen, if you're if you're gambling, You better start looking, you better start paying attention. So go to BigMouthSmallWords.com and honestly, definitely, for sure, follow the Instagram because I have a bunch of stuff that's coming up. I have, there's chances for you to win money. Why would you not do it? So we're still on our, trying to get to 10K. I think I'm at like 9.7 right now. So get it going. Like, share, subscribe. And as always, I'll say it again. Go to BigMouthSmallWords.com Go to BigMouthSmallWords.com Go to BigMouthSmallWords.com I hope you all had a good Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening as always. I Love y'all. Stay safe.